Folks, welcome back to the Soccer Talk Lads podcast. Of course, it's me, Justin Horniker, not Stephen Ground, welcoming you in this week. Stephen is on important uh, confidential podcast network talk that we, you know, we can't really get into now, but he'll be happy to tell you about later. Uh, in the meantime, it is me, it is your friend, your pal, Ian Peters, talking about last week's 5-1 win over FC Cincinnati, how the St. Louis region conquered their tornado warning and we'll look ahead as well to this weekend's matchup with the Colorado Rapids, as well as next week's U.S. Open Cup match against Union Omaha. If you want more Rapids talk, I will be hosting our addendum pod this week with Ricardo Cominelli, who covers the Rapids on a weekly basis. So we'll get into more of the minutiae of what to expect from the Rapids, from this team. In the meantime, Ian and I have a lot to discuss, so let's get into the show. All right, everyone, welcome back to the Soccer Talk Lads podcast, the STL podcast. It's me, Justin Horniker, leading the way this week. Steven is off gallivanting in Miami. Uh, I assume on the Bobby Firmino watch, but we'll wait till he comes back to get the official report. Ian, how are you doing? I'm doing well. Is is Messi in Miami? Is he Has he made his way over to Florida? I haven't received correspondence from Steven, so I can't say for sure if he has or not, but if anyone is likely to run into Messi and Steven Graham. That's right. We are the MLS <laughs> podcast that will most certainly get him first. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we will have that scoop. Combined, we speak <laughs> one grade's worth of Spanish. Oh, my God. Like, Duo Lingo <laughs> sent me an email the other day that Duo was mad at me, and I, for a second, had, like, this ping of anxiety before I realized that it's just an app that I shouldn't be worried about its opinion on me. But it is an owl app, so it's, it matters oh, more. It yes. matters extra. I need to get back into it. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I can't have that be mad at me. Uh, speaking of owls, some of them may have gotten blown away this weekend as St. Louis oh, no. <laughs> so true. a big win against Cincinnati. Five to one after a two plus hour rain delay. I spent my rain delay at Beffa's waiting for. I don't know, my dad and his friends get collectively more drunk as the time passed by. <laughs> Ian, how did you spend your rain delay? <laughs> I, I spent it in the dark with no power. <laughs> nice. Uh, just just as good, honestly. Um, yeah, I mean, I didn't think I was going to be able to watch this game because I feel like I have really bad luck with power outages earlier in my life. I feel like we got like one or two a summer and at least one of them would be like two days or something uh oh, thankfully that is that has not happened recently but i have ptsd so i just assumed <laughs> i wouldn't be able to watch the game but it came yeah, back just, like two like 10 minutes before they started just ingrained in you now i didn't realize because i think like i and in all st louisans are so used to tornado warnings like mm-hmm. i've slept through them before like it's oh, not something yeah. that ever worries me but they were talking on extra time this week like it was some crazy thing that people waited around during the tornadoes like no this is just (laughs) it's nothing it was like miles away from us we're okay (laughs) oh yeah so no it was so for uh, for me it was technically close it was like i don't know four three miles south of me like that there was a there was a uh what do they call it a funnel cloud i don't think touchdown or anything but anyways i I still 
I might still have touchdown. Yeah, I think Valley Park did confirm. I don't know. I'm uh, not a meteorologist. Yeah, don't, don't hold <laughs> I was, to it. <laughs> I was like, I, I still didn't care. My <laughs> wife is not from the Midwest, mm. and she was very scared, and she did not enjoy that I was like, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> the like, sirens are going off and i was like yeah until a window breaks open yeah uh, even it's either just... it's either gonna sweep me up or it's not you know yeah, pretty much <laughs> i was like look i gotta see the tornado heading for me before i get into like a s- small room in the basement that's okay i think one um, of my issues yeah. is that twister played such a big part of my childhood we used right? to watch that movie on like road trips <laughs> <laughs> yeah see i feel like either that desensitizes you especially if you're from the midwest or if you're not you think that's you just yeah. think that's what it is you think that's the tornado every time is they're, sweeping uh, up cows and right. throwing them miles away <laughs> they're talking about what they're doing in the locker room ahead of this game they're talking about playing chess watching mls games like i think that they should have thrown on twister and everyone just watched that while they're waiting <laughs> i do wonder i mean like are are tornadoes prevalent in europe like, so we talked about this after the game a bit. Um, yeah. It was asked. We asked Edvard Ludwin, who said that no, they do not have them. They have high winds. They said, but they don't have tornadoes necessarily. <laughs> I was going to wait for him to <laughs> say some sort of German word that is a tornado. Yeah. But he's like, well, yeah, over there they go the other way. Though, we got so. like twisties or something. Yeah. <laughs> it's like we're like you don't. We don't have hurricanes in Thailand. We have typhoons. So I'm like, that's the same thing. Same thing. It's the same thing. Just call them a different thing. Interesting. Uh, well, that would have been scary. I would have, I would think for like, I don't know, half that team then. Yeah. <laughs> it seems a little scary. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how I would react to that as someone who is like just plopped down in a different culture. Like I, I know that they're probably well taken care of and well, like made aware of what is happening, but uh, Klaus yeah. and Ludwin did say they wanted to go outside and take a look at it. So I thought that was cool. <laughs> I like how they're the opposite end of the spectrum. Like, we have no concept of tornadoes, so I do not fear them. I do not fear. And Klaus doesn't fear anything. If anything, right. the tornado feared him, which is That's why true. it stayed so far away from downtown. That's right. He's, he's probably just as tall, just as tall as the tornado. <laughs> yeah, so they contributed their locker room environment, which was not watching Twister, to how they were able to come out so hot. And they did. St. Louis City. Score goal in the third minute from Jared Stroud. This is a pretty much a, like, I know that Cincinnati were missing Brenner. They're missing Acosta, but this is a statement game, I thought, from this team coming down from losing two in a row. I had no idea that they were this good. I I assumed because they were a terrible expansion team that Mm. they were still bad. (laughs) Um, But no, I like, it's, you play who you play, even if they're down some of their best players, you know, mm. it's still like a very good squad that you're playing against. And like you said, especially after losing two in a row, your first losing streak in franchise history, and you come home and you're, you're able to turn around in like such commanding fashion that, yeah, I was kind of blown away because I missed the first goal because it was like two minutes in. Mm. I turned it on and I caught the um, Leuven goal. And then I was like, well, there you go. That's two goals. That's pretty good. And then I didn't expect there to be three more scored yeah um even in that like even another one in the half um it was i don't know it's just a very commanding performance the more this happens the more i'm starting to believe that i'm like oh maybe this isn't like a flash in the pan the more they're convincing you that they're actually a good team Mm -hmm. the leading goal is cool too because he had like right before this i didn't mark down the times i'd have to go back and watch but yeah two free kicks like from 
dangerous areas, like a little offside the corner of the box that he like curled into the corner or saved uh, pretty just like pushed wide and it seemed like mm. he was just like really dialed in. So you see him step into that shot and just curl it into the corner. It was very beautiful. Yeah. I thought like the, the whole sequence, I feel like they talked a lot on the broadcast about like they'd highlight the gold and then talk, well, there's kind of a deflection here and there mm. and yada, yada. And I was like, I don't care. I don't, <laughs> I don't need, I don't need the cleanest goals. Um, you know, some of them are, they're, ball luck i guess we call it like you know getting to our players but i also think like you're in the right position right in order to make that happen anyways yeah like so it falls to giochini and giochini like takes a good shot at it but the deflection is like perfectly placed in ludvin's like trajectory as he's running so it's just added to it Mm -hmm. yeah and then right before half they get a third goal this one from kyle hebert off a another like beautiful jared stroud cross that guy was just having a hell of a game. Really, our entire midfield was just outplayed Cincinnati, but put us up 3-0 right for the half. And like at that point, it was probably the best half that I've seen them play so far. Like And they've had some good ones too. I mean, up yeah. until this point. And I think that's like taking into fact they did it against Cincinnati too, I think is big. On that third goal, I love that um I love that flick by Klaus, like to Stroud or whatever. Cause I was mm. like, oh, just, I don't know, just the wherewithal to not, I think, as the announcers are saying, like put it pretty much back, like right in the box and the blender of bodies where someone's just going to get a foot on it and kick it out of there. And it's like, okay, I'm going to take it out wide. It might feel like that's less threatening, but like you have it in a better position to like line that, that shot up for uh, Stroud. Yeah. And Stroud like makes a little bit of room for himself too. And before he, like slots it in so yeah he's crafty he's a, he's a very uh crafty player i watch him and i watch fast love and giochini too and i just don't understand like why these teams were so willing to leave them unprotected <laughs> <laughs> they're just they were diamonds in the rough they uh gel here they synergize here better yeah like say. i I struggle with like, does that say more about Bradley Cardell getting more out of them, or True. is this like other teams just sucking at Thailand? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. We we're the expansion team that uh, recovers players that are hmm. you know works in progress and brings dust them their full them off. potential. That's dust right. dust them off, get them healthy. That's right. I'm trying to keep myself from referencing a hockey team that's done that. So. It's okay. That doesn't count. That doesn't count as a reference. It's zero. <laughs> Red zero references still for everyone keeping track. Zero. All right. So second half starts. FC Cincinnati make changes. Marco Angulo comes on for Nick Hagland, who had a pretty bad half. And then Dominic Baji comes on also. Uh, does that help right away as Nico Giochini gets probably like the ideal city goal here for the fourth goal in that like John Nelson collects the ball, sends in an overtop ball for like Rasmus Allen, who's making a diagonal, and he just like flicks it onto Giochini, who's running right next to Klaus. And then like Calentano has to respect Klaus on the outside too, and then he just holds off the defender and puts it in. And just like if you were to write up how this team wants to score, it's that goal right there. Yeah, I thought that was like pretty quick movement up the field by like Nelson and like the whole the whole midfield. It was just like a very quick turnover and straight uh, towards their box. Like it was, I don't know. It was one of those things where like you see it developing and you're like, I can see how this could be a goal. Mm. And then you're like, oh, and there it was. I can't believe, <laughs> I can't believe it happened. And it's um, in. Yeah. Like, and yeah, there's that touch by Alm to like kind of split the two defenders and put it right in front of Giochini. It was, was excellent. Like, I just think there's so many 
we have so many midfielders that have like just a very nice um, idea of where folks are on the field yeah. all the time. I feel like no one really ever is like out of place or sending like a ball into areas where there's just like nobody there. Yeah. Or if it is wayward, it's like you're expecting someone to make a run into that area. Right. That's... Right. I also thought that he was going to lay it off to, to Klaus on this one. So it was nice to see them like celebrate into the corner together. <laughs> <laughs> they want to get that Klaus goal. Look, he yeah. doesn't have a goal per game anymore and that's bad. Mm-hmm. He wanted one bad. We'll talk about this oh, yeah. at the end of the game, but he like took three straight shots and like could not, he just could not will it in. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was pretty impressive. <laughs> so shortly after this, after the Giochini goal, uh, I think it was Alm again, who gets on the end of a ball and like kind of curls it off the post and it just redirects off of Solentano's back and into the goal, which is just like a demoralizing way to get scored on, I think. <laughs> I know, I was like, the disrespect. Like, I, it's unlucky times with the ball and I know you're already down. Hmm. It's, still, it's still like 4 nothing or whatever at this point. And it's like, what, what are you going to do? But at the same time, it's just like, oh, that's like, that's too bad. Like, he... It was even a post shot, so like, quote unquote, the goal even chose the right way and everything. Yeah. So like, I don't really blame him at all. But it's like, oh, it's like it's perfect balance. I and I'd be angry as a soccer player now if this bounces off the post and hits somebody and goes in. I mean, I guess you put you you put your team ahead, and everyone knows that's what you did. But on the stat sheet, that's not my right. goal. I get mad about own goals in general. I feel like they aren't. Okay, I'll, I'll throw out the first hockey reference of the podcast. I like how in hockey, if like it's an own goal, it just goes off. Like the person that gets credit for is the last person to touch it or be like around it. Right. And soccer is so much unfor- like so much more unforgiving with that. It's like if it's even close to not being on net and it gets redirected, it's an own goal. That's what I was thinking. I'm like, what if you're like a goalie and you're like reaching out and it just mm. like clips you and then it deflects in, you know, underneath you or something. It's like, is that an own goal? Because you yeah, if it? it's like not if they deem it to not be going on net and it got, oh, okay. like influenced by a defender by the goalkeeper they'll call it an own goal which i feel like is just not fair to the to the attackers <laughs> really i know i was like i'm more curious about getting those those uh numbers bumped up. right I get those bonus know. numbers up like somebody's losing out on a hundred thousand dollars because some goalkeeper yeah. knocked into his own net <laughs> yeah i still want own goals tracked i just don't want it to subtract from someone else's points i still want to be able to look up mm-hmm. who like what shitty goalie let in so many goals on shots that weren't going on that? <laughs> I'm like, wow, he, this guy really blows. Um, yeah, this was, this was just a funny goal because I just remember thinking, like, are we going to score, like, any more? Is this going to be, like, we're at five. Can we get to, like, seven? It's like a, a nine-goal game. Yeah. I did like, so shortly after this goal, uh, Isaac Jensen comes in, Samir Pedro gets his first run out, and I actually liked a lot of what Pedro did in this game. Uh so I like seeing the longer run out because I think both those players are pretty good. They just don't get like, obviously John Nelson is in the form of his life right now. So Pedro has been struggling for playing time. And with the uh, U.S. Open Cup game coming out, they wanted to give those guys run ups. But Ian, what do you think about? I know Jensen had a pretty good play like towards the end of the game where he he almost put one into. Yeah, I was like, I remember that they were, I don't know, they just brought a lot of energy, obviously, mm. coming off the bench, but I just felt like it was a slightly different dynamic with them in there, maybe a little less controlled and a little more kind of like reckless attack, if you will, yeah. at least when they first came in, um, which I enjoyed. I mean, I like that they can, you can sub people in and kind of switch it up. But yeah, like you said, I think it makes sense, especially with 
the game coming up next Tuesday. I should know this. I have like tickets to this, <laughs> but, but yes, um, I guess that makes sense. Like when you have the roster that you do and with these things, you know, that in between and other little tournaments that you're going to have to kind of like work other folks in. So you're not burning everybody out. Yeah. Good roster rotation. That's the key of the game. Um, yeah. The 25th, that's Tuesday, right? And that's how time works. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's on Tuesday. Okay. Everyone, we figured it out. <laughs> <laughs> this is when we play a Nebraska team that is from some other league. Union Omaha of USL League One, of course. Everyone's favorite foe. Is that the same league that STLFC was in? No, so they're in, well, they're in the USL Championship, so League oh, One okay. is kind of their, their lower league, per se. Uh, the okay. third tier of the pyramid, if you will, Ian. Wow, so even worse. We can't lose even. to them. <laughs> yeah, that'd be. I say very bad. scared. I mean, I have faith in this team's ability to get things done against, not say lesser opponents, but lower league opponents, especially with like they did pretty good in the US Open Cup last year with a lot of the same players that you'll see in these games. I like the idea of that. Like, you know, in, in other sports, if you're playing down to like another team, that's they're still in your league mm. there's still technically should be some amount of parity depending on what sport you're in but like yeah it's just crazy that then you can play these other leagues you're like so these people technically are worse but like you but then you could lose because maybe that's just like, what you're thinking the whole some time. of my favorite stories in soccer like these professional teams losing to guys who are like semi-pro at best <laughs> i mean that is fun that is like a nice story where you're just like yo dude this guy like works at schnooks so like <laughs> and he, he just walked you so maybe pick it up this guy like is an elementary school teacher yeah right? <laughs> he has to go to sleep later like at a good hour right oh yeah he would have left that game early this weekend i didn't get out <laughs> there until one o'clock <laughs> that's crazy i was going to mention that too is like how did they did they think about making this a sunday game at any point so from what we were told there was talk that like it was on the table to reschedule this game for noon on Sunday, but the players wanted to get this game in. I think like everyone that's already down there, like I don't True. know, it was like I think the number was fifteen thousand people that end up sticking around. So yeah, it's like still a good amount of people stayed down there, and I think it's good. It's good that they played this game. If there hadn't have been a tornado and our power had went out, I was really tempted because i knew that it was supposed to be rainy and gross i was like i'm gonna wait until the game starts and see how low these tickets go but yeah like I'm, that was still looked like a pretty good turnout especially for how late it was and the crummy weather and everything um and yeah i guess i can get that from like a player's perspective especially too is like i'm already here i've already done all of my like mm. pre-game stuff like i don't really care what time it is i'd rather just play it than like have to like reset yeah, and I think it had been like weighing on them a bit, just you know, coming off the two straight losses and True. like wanting to get back on the right track. And like, then you get up for the game. Yeah, I think you want to play that game at all costs. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. All right, so let's finish talking about this, Ian. Uh, Cincinnati do get a goal back in the 67th minute. This one is kind of on Pedro because he gets caught up the field a little bit after just coming on, a little bit of overzealousness, I think. But I don't know. You can't really get too mad about it. So mm. Cincinnati gets one back. Five to one is the final score. Uh XG wise, this actually wasn't wasn't as much of a blowout from the run of play. And some of that is game state. You go up a lot and you're not pushing as hard, but mm -hmm. uh 
St. Louis at 1.74 expected goals, Cincinnati's 1.44, and Carnell and Lutz both said that they didn't really feel like this is a 5-1 win, so like not getting too high after a game like this, that doesn't mean that we can't get too high. <laughs> That's right. I mean, I know it resets. You play a new team. You play Colorado on, on Saturday and everything, but like it does make you feel really confident in how they can score and how often they can score. And again, against a team that's really good, that's whatever they are now, like second in the East or like first at the time. Like mm. it's, it's very encouraging. I think, especially given the fact that they've been playing teams that were good, but maybe not like the best yet. I mean, they played Seattle and lost them to be fair or whatever. Yeah. And like they played San Jose and they're pretty good. Um, and beat them but like yeah i guess it's like you've played some minnesotas you've played portland who should be better but isn't austin who should be better but isn't sort of thing salt lake that looks like they're pretty bad right <laughs> right now but it's yeah. just sort of like yeah there's just not there's not this premier team other than say seattle that you've played to this point um so yeah i mean especially getting that one back and saying maybe you're like hey we're 500 against like really good teams or whatever you haven't played at lafc or uh an Atlanta or whatever so it's yeah it feels good that's I don't care game. what they say that's the game that scares me is the LAFC game because I think that like LAFC and Seattle are kind of the at least in the west like I still think they're probably the best two teams in the league but I would throw Philadelphia in there as well um it's like top three but like LAFC is a team that has no mercy too and I feel like could potentially just blow our doors off so we got a little bit to look forward to there. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that sounds fun. I kind of want, I mean, I like how MLS is a little more, uh, maybe it's not more rowdy, but I just feel like people get more in each other's face, I guess. Mm. Less, le- you know what there actually is? There's a lot less hand gestures. I feel like in Premier League, there's lots of talking with the hands. And then MLS, even though half of them are from Europe, anyhow, that like it's just very not enough more like physically aggressive. Not know. enough like Central Europeans. I feel like that's where like the oh, Italian yeah. quota in this league is. Oh out. yeah, <laughs> hand gestures. <laughs> the amount of hand gestures and just like wide eyes and just looking at the ref, like the ref just told you like the moon's made of cheese or whatever. I just love how blown away people can be by calls. Like, oh my god are you insane and it's like five of them all doing the same thing <laughs> i was like yeah i don't know it's like kind of a rough and tumble league and i kind of i sort of like that so when i think about like playing lafc and thinking they could like blow our doors off i'm like are we gonna like fight them <laughs> i was like yeah probably if you're at home or whatever get the crowd in on it um, i felt like this game at times like should have had fight in it between oh them. yeah it got yeah. chippy <laughs> i mean i suppose that's what's gonna happen when you're up pretty heavily like especially even at the half or whatever but yeah and yeah. i think like when you have a team that plays hard you're always going to have those like kind of towing the line kind of plays that just get people mad mm-hmm. the disrespect there wasn't a, there wasn't a bunch of penalties though in this game where there? there weren't like a bunch of yellow cards or anything no I yeah i thought it was i thought it was a pretty well like controlled game for sure like i don't yeah. think the referee really had a impact on the game per se yeah, there's no ted uncle no ted uncle it was not a ted uncle experience gladly i gotta I learn to... about all these guys i found a list of all <laughs> and their rankings oh yeah ted uncle had a game last week too i think it was in the cincinnati game that was like uh just everything you would expect out of ted uncle <laughs> <laughs> i love that man what a, what a guy what a guy okay so looking ahead to next weekend st louis play colorado who 
have actually put together a decent run of games the past couple of games. They're still terrible, but uh, <laughs> I was like, were they all times? <laughs> they drew Austin FC. They drew LAFC zero to zero. Uh, uh, this was a game where LAFC like rotated all their players in the middle of Champions League. So take that with a grain of salt. They beat Sporting <laughs> KC one to nothing in the most boring game you could have ever watched ever. And they drew Charlotte two to two last week. So still 11th in the table. Averaging 0.6 goals per match. That hasn't gone up with the two goals last week. Not like I think that you walk into Colorado fully expecting a multi goal lead in this one. Yeah. But I mean, that'd be my hope. Happen. <laughs> yeah, that'd be my hope given the fact that, yeah, like they're right now smack dab between Austin and Salt Lake, two teams we've beaten, not in the playoff picture currently. Like I, I think, yeah, I think. I hate saying it because we're new, we're new and everything. We're like this is a game mission. <laughs> this feels like one of those old hat things you say for a team that's been around for a couple of years at very least. But like, yeah, this just feels like a team you should definitely be able to beat given how they've been playing. Yeah. Um, even on the road, I mean, I think that's impressive too. Is like they're six two and zero, oh, and that's three and one and three and one. So like, you don't have this feeling like well Colorado is not great but it is on the road could be tough it's like yeah they've they've gone into Salt Lake they've gone into Austin and stuff and they've they've won those games so I'm I'm expecting a win yeah I think like worst case scenario is they try to replicate what Minnesota did which is just like keep everything nice and compact try not to let us open the game up much and like that is maybe where they see some success I don't think that they could score enough like that's my problem with the Colorado teams I just don't know I think that like City's defensive structure is so solid that even in a game with you know if they were going to come into it like the Minnesota game even then like you're looking at a 0-0 draw or something like that like I just don't see them going up one nothing and then holding on to that lead right man I didn't even realize we had the best goal differential I mean by like a goal or whatever compared to some others but still I'm like damn 11, I guess that'll happen when you put a five spot on somebody. But Yeah, erasing the Ford nil loss to <laughs> Seattle. Yeah, that's right. That's a, a distant memory. We distant. don't even remember that. It's yeah, a that's different right. team two weeks ago. That's right. That's totally different. That was like the first time I realized there were like, I don't know, like in-person soccer fans or whatever, like 12, 13 years ago visiting Seattle. And we were like downtown and they were just about to start a game. There's like, a ton of people and like Sounders stuff and I was like what the hell there's people going to like soccer game okay cool um people watch this awesome yeah I was like all right who knew Seattle Sounders silly folks Seattle Sounders not in backyard soccer so it's understandable yeah so how am I supposed to know how am I supposed to know that they exist I know about five of these teams I'm upset that the that New England Revolution are no longer some weird 90s crayon logo or whatever it's upsetting that truly is like the last bastion of the old days of mls like once they got rid of that logo which was a mistake i hope that we can all (laughs) understand that that is just a big mistake (laughs) i just wish they were the only ones everyone's kind of got like a badge and a shield and i just wish they just had their wacky yeah 90s logo it'd be great like them or if columbus went back to the old crew logo i feel like that would be (laughs) like everyone with these like fresh 
uh, multi-person and designed logos, and then crew just has with their like three dudes, like construction hats on. <laughs> I like that you can like find those people. They're like just real enough. They're like, okay, that's three models they put together for this. <laughs> that guy's the person. Oh man, um, Colorado. Like, have they been good in the past, or have they ever been good? I mean, okay. So Robin Frazier, I think, is a good coach. I think that last year they had a decent run. By Wednesday, they've ever been good. I think they, like, they, their only designated player is the player they got from a different team that they just decided to take on. Like, they don't spend the money in this league to be a good team outside of, like, a surprise run here or there because mm-hmm. Robin Frazier is a, like, good soccer coach, you know? That's kind of where I would put them. You can drag them into being relatively relevant. Well, how can you be so bad when you have Rapid Man, you know? That's right. And they have the best mascot in the league. If We, we should not you know, get away from this conversation without talking about that. Adam Wild <laughs> slash String Cheese Man slash Rapid Man. Do it. Because City doesn't have a mascot, right? Like, I haven't seen a City mascot outside of people no. wearing ravioli. Yeah, outside. other than the ravioli <laughs> headman. Um but I've seen people call call the team like the dogs. Do you know what this is? I have no idea what this is. I've seen it. I have zero idea. And yeah. nor do I nor do I buy into this uh no, no, any sort I, of non owl related mascotry. I don't know if I like that, yeah. <laughs> like we're the owls and I think that's uh, always has been such. Right. It's always been the owls. They've always played in the roost, and anyone that tells you otherwise is frankly mistaken. I ever since this owl talk, I see a lot of owl stuff like everywhere, and it's kind of like when you buy a new car, get a new car, and then you see it on the road everywhere. I'm like, man, has there been this much owl stuff in the world before? Did I yeah, know this? they run in the shadows, and they don't want you to know. <laughs> That's true. That's true. They are a shadowy uh, cult. All right, so that's enough talking about Colorado. I think we've we've gotten our message out there. <laughs> that's, as, that's, as much, yeah. <laughs> that's about as much as we need to talk about them. I guess predictions wise, Ian, what do you think happens? What what's your final score prediction in that game? Um, and I'm gonna say I'm gonna say three nothing. I'm gonna say three nothing. Class gets a goal somewhere okay. in there. I like that. I like that prediction. I'm going to say one to nothing, and it's a boring game. That's it. <laughs> That's fair. I'm waiting for our first draw, and I'm waiting for our first draw at home mm. just to see. I get, I understand. I don't mean to be mean, St. Louisans. I know everyone that in that building knows that draws can happen, but I'm sure there's some that don't. <laughs> so I'm kind of waiting for when that happens. And you just, the game just ends, and everyone walks off the field, and you're like, Where's the shootout? Where's yeah. the where's the penalty kicks? With all like the fanfare that happens after a win and you don't have like the anger that comes after a loss. Yeah, it's just, just like, like, oh, okay. <laughs> I guess we could just leave. Wow. <laughs> and it, it is funny that I've evolved into that being like, oh, that's fine, versus like much younger me being like, I just wasted my time. This is a well, waste of my time. <laughs> as a Tottenham fan, Ian. <laughs> well, that that's a waste of my time for different reasons. <laughs> uh yeah, so let's talk about Eden Omaha a little bit. I don't know if we're going to have a podcast before next Tuesday. Probably not. So uh, Eden Omaha, of course, that's who St. Louis will be facing in the U.S. Open Cup. Of course, St. Louis teams love them some U.S. Open Cups. Uh, this is a game that should probably see a good amount of rotation. I think Carnell talked about it a little bit. This is a game that expects to see Jensen and Pedro. And I don't know, maybe a different formation. Throw some stuff at the wall, you know? It's not a game that I see them losing at all. 
Yeah, I, it's definitely one that I hope they win because uh, I'll be there. But yeah, I, I can't imagine them losing this. And if they do, that's kind of, I don't know, that's kind of fun in a silly goose <laughs> sort of way. We're like, oh, okay. Guess it's not great. Focus um, on the real competitions. Yeah, yeah, that's right. They're like, I don't care. This isn't even about the MLS. I told my wife that it wasn't an MLS game, and she's like, "So why are you going?" <laughs> and I was like, "I'm kind of proud of you for for thinking like, well, that's stupid then." But I yeah. was like, "But no, it's fun and it's cheaper, so you know, there you go." It's a real capitalist mindset she has. Yeah, that's right. Don't waste your money on this crappy <laughs> Union Omaha team. Uh, Union, Union Omaha, Omaha sounds like a bank. Sounds like yeah, yeah. That's exactly what it is, right? What was oh, I guess it is the Bank of Omaha that used to sponsor all the. Oh, uh, there you go. All the you remember the Jack Hanna's Animal Show that was oh sponsored yeah, by yeah Bank of Omaha I think for some reason. Yeah, it was burning <laughs> in my brain. Remember, I didn't know I had. Folks, what I'm saying is Omaha Zoo. It's good stuff, I think. Uh, but they lost to North Carolina FC this week. They have a game this weekend as well on, oh, they have a game today, it looks like, in Charlotte Independence. So, like, I don't think it's a game where this is necessarily, like, the best that USL League One has, nor is it a game that like, City should necessarily play down to that level. Um, yeah, I don't know how much more analysis that needs, but I feel we'll, confident. We'll talk about in-depth when we pants them 10 nothing right or when we lose three to one or something <laughs> uh i mean it's kind of interesting though if you use like younger guys that haven't had as much exposure just to see what they look like and everything almost yeah. like use it as like a measuring stick game in a way i could see like miguel perez can have, like more of a start and mm. like full run out versus usual like 60 minutes not start game like yeah i think it's a good game for those guys to really like have an opportunity to kill lots i think has been playing really well too i'd love to see him like in an actual full game too. So excited like, about that. I like that. It's kind of cool. You can have like a weird, like sort of prospect game in like the middle of your season or against other teams. I don't know. It makes, makes for a variety. We have our, our cup roster. Um, yeah. So speaking of cup rosters, I guess we should move into some roster news. That was a good segue. That's uh, good. That was good. <laughs> it came out over the weekend that in the courtship of Bobby Firmino, the, Steven ground number one player. Uh, I believe that's the ranking that he has him on. Uh, <laughs> that's right. Him and only him. Uh, that the two teams that have officially offered Fermita's camp a contract so far were St. Louis City and Inter Milan, but uh, they won't know because Firmino has insisted on not talking contracts until the end of the season. So I don't have a lot of faith. I just want to say that St. Louis beats out one Inter Milan, also Real Madrid. There have been a lot of rumors this week that they would bring him in as a backup striker, and I just don't have enough of a homerism in me to think that that looks good for St. Louis. <laughs> they might, it might be, they might come. Uh, they maybe, might come yeah, maybe he just loves MLS and the prospect of building a brand in St. Louis that he'll. This is the place to do it. This is where right. brands are built. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah, Enterprise rent a car. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Number two. Look, um, Bobby, you can be on commercials that run for five years after you make them. Uh, yeah, that's right. Do you want to be in a Dobbs <laughs> commercial that premiered when I was in high school? Because you could still be on it. You yeah. can still be selling stuff for you. I think like Marcin Brador is still on the Enterprise commercials like to this day. So <laughs> Yeah, that's right. 
Why would he not want to be a part of that? <laughs> you, you should have some homerism and believe that he'll come here. I remember at one point thinking that maybe John Tavares would come and be a St. Louis Blue, and I think mm. I put that at 50-50. <laughs> legit. So, you know, I, there's there's a there's a chance. I mean, I don't know. It's cool that they put in a bid for him or that yeah. they, like, try. And, like, I think one of St. Louis's favorite sports pastimes is convincing ourselves that players will come here when they have no interest in it. <laughs> We're a great town for families and so we don't have a family, like, yeah, but maybe he'll start one. He's from Brazil. I don't know if he... <laughs> Does he know about us? Does he know where we are? Has he ever... Uh, is he married? He can meet a nice Midwestern woman. That's what right. they all do. Yeah. I think that's Had, why they all stay. Has he heard of tornadoes before? He's played a lot of his career in Liverpool. Like, what? You know, oh, yeah. better than that, at least. <laughs> He's only, he only <laughs> knows about the rain. The terrible, terrible rain. He's going to get here. He's going to see all the sunlight and not know what to do with himself. That's right. I wouldn't know. That was a little scary. So that's where we stand on the Bobby Firmino watch. Let's uh, his continued courtship is ongoing, but I also believe in that man to some. Like I feel like he could talk you into anything, right? I do. I do wonder. Like it's. I know he's German, but then when he <laughs> talks, I don't really. I forget that, and so I'm like, oh, he's got this accent. But I'm always thinking like he's very like much like a salesman that's what i mm. think of him as i'm like always oh, he's, he's really good at like selling this team or selling players on this team or selling this team to the city and everything i'm like you know i, I bet you could get someone of yeah in his yeah. own quirky german way yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> his weird german ways um i bet he could get something some sort of player of interest to come over here. You know, I mean, I suppose he already has whatever with what we've got, but I just mean, you know, someone maybe you've heard of across mm-hmm. the pond. Maybe yeah, someday. there are also reports that Leroy Sané and uh, Sadio Mane are on the outs in Bayern as well. So, like, Sadio could potentially be looking for a way out, and there's still that connection there as well. So, like, there are a lot of high-profile players that'll be available this summer. That's the nice thing about MLS, too, is that, like, Sure, you have to wait till the middle of the season, but it's not like you're necessarily competing with like all these teams in your league. You're bringing in players from like elsewhere, and I don't know. There's okay. a lot of options out there on the table, I think, and like at least you know the caliber of player they're going after. I like that. I like that too, especially given like the record and everything. At least you can sell like a winning team, and then you can also it's just like easier to bring someone over possibly. Yeah. Show them River to Pair, and they'll be it. <laughs> That's right. Sometimes there is water here. Yeah, there's a lot of geese. The geese are very territorial. Uh, oh, yeah. So be careful. But Ian, I don't want to take up more of your time. There's something that I think you would like to talk about. Uh, so I want to see the floor <sighs> to you and your Tottenham Hotspur. This is normally Stephen's time to talk about <laughs> Liverpool or not talk about Liverpool. Right. Um, Liverpool, a team that beat Leeds United 6-1 to yesterday. Steven, of course, decided not to use this as an opportunity for his victory lap. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, come on, man. We won't grill you. It's fine. Um, oh, man, it's rough. It's. I feel like it's the same thing every freaking week, uh, even though they won the week before. Uh, but... I don't know. I thought it was funny. I saw someone that put a thing that said other teams, the manager that we currently have isn't cutting it. Let's try a new direction. That's going to hopefully bring results and make fans proud. Spurs, you know, that Conte bloke we just sacked. Well, here's his assistant that's been with him for almost his entire coaching career. He plays the exact same style, only worse. Enjoy. Um, Cause yeah, I think that's what it was for me. I didn't, I didn't quite realize the connection there uh, until 
last week when I was like reading up on this guy and I was like, oh, I see. This is just mm. Conte Jr. And this is why this team looks just as bad, if not possibly worse. It does reek um, of like, Conte is like, all right, I guess I'm out. You want to stick around or you want to come with? You're going to stay for a couple minutes, all right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll, end, of the, end of the season, maybe you come with me. But yeah, you can, you can finish up. Um, it's just, it's painful to watch them still play like this defensive game that A, is boring, and B, actually yields very little results in terms of like, well, we're at least we're good at defense, like, but you're not. You're not actually... You're good at like slowing a game down, but like you're not good at preventing like opportunities. Mm-hmm. Like it's just now it's just now Bournemouth is approaching the box slower, and but they'll score. They're just not coming at you with speed anymore. Um, and I've then never seen is, like no, a moment, I've never seen a momentum graph. I guess I've seen it before, but very rarely. Where like tottenham has all the momentum but also you'll see this ball these ball icons like on the board in the side you're like how did that how did they score these goals they have zero momentum going their way <laughs> oh god i mean yeah at least on this one there was a lot of pressure by like spurs throughout the game but it just felt like anytime they gave up an opportunity it was like a big opportunity mm-hmm. and then this is like the i want to say this is the second time in three games at least in premier league that they've allowed an extra time goal like at the at extra time at the end of the second half. And it's like, this is infuriating, especially when you score a goal with, at the 88th minute. Like you're like, okay, now we're up. We're now we're tied or whatever. We're, we're tied. We're going to get a draw at least. Like that's a pat on the back, I guess. But like it was better. It was better than losing. And then they let in one with like five minutes and extra time in the second half. And it was just like, just completely demoralizing. You're at home um like you were saying it's like a trap game because Bournemouth is like are they in relegation territory yeah they're they're, above they're well now they're bumped above but they're very much in that fight (laughs) because of the win (laughs) 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 Uh, yeah it was just like I don't know I just every week I look at the table like well if you can just keep pace with like Manchester United maybe you know maybe you can stick around try and get to fourth at least stick around in fifth and now I'm like I don't know if that's even going to happen are you even going to be able to finish top five at this point like Hmm. you you most certainly can but like will you (laughs) yeah it's Uh, like it I no longer have faith in that though like Liverpool starting to play better Brighton and Aston Villa both have like and Aston Villa are on kind of a crazy win streak right now so like that I don't have a lot of faith in Tottenham being able to like stay in that final Europe spot, really. Yeah, I was like, you play Newcastle on Sunday, so that I mean, great, fantastic. <laughs> I, but the thing is, like, probably maybe it is a, a fun game. Maybe they do win because it's again, I feel like they play mm. good teams halfway decent at least. They might lose, but they play better against them, and then they play the crap teams terribly so like newcastle manchester united might be totally fine games or at least entertaining enough but then sorry Stephen, but they'll probably shit the bet against liverpool because they're not very good and then they'll lose to crystal palace and like and then at this point it's like okay you're i don't even care about your aston villa brentford game like i just <laughs> it's just like i you gotta even if you play those good teams well i don't have faith like you're saying hmm. that you're, these last six five, six games of the season, you're going to win or even like win convincingly. And with the way the standings are now, like what, they're fifth, they're only three points up, you know, just a win up on Aston Villa. 
I didn't even realize it was in six. So maybe they'll maybe they'll play decently there. I don't know. They played well against Brighton or like well enough, but like yeah, man, it's just it's hard. I really want I really want this team to have like a big turnover. Maybe not personnel wise, like on the field. I mean, there's obviously some changes they can make, but like even just with the coach and everything, because I kind of having jumped on this team a lot more in depth this year i kind of want them to start over so i can like turn a page with them and be like okay now i'll start instead of being like oh for the next four or five years enjoy crap or like or enjoy uh kane leaving and like just yeah i don't know man but the only bright spot is that sun's like been scoring now so i'm like okay he's coming on a little bit i mean it's not enough obviously but like I was worried when he had like a hat trick and one other goal for the season. Um, I yeah, know. I don't know like how you don't find a manager whose like entire purpose is just to build an offense around Sun, like with the skill set that he has. And it's not that like it's not that I don't have faith in the players that Tottenham have. Like they obviously have a talented roster that like should be top four probably, but with like the way that Sun plays and the way that like Conte didn't get the most out of him, it's or like at least didn't even structure his offense in a way that's getting like favorable results from him, I think is unforgivable. Yeah, it's like you're just wasting assets. And I also feel like like goal scoring is something they could improve on, sure. They're not Man City, they're not Arsenal or whatever, but like they are like third, I think, or like with some people nipping at their heels and like goals for mm-hmm. like goals against like you're the worst in like the top half of the table. Like, <laughs> like it's just it's just it's not good. It's reminds I'm, I won't say it reminds me of certain teams coached by certain coaches that were um, supposed to be very good defensively, and then you would lose the defensive game and be like, well. <laughs> that's not like that was your bread and butter that's that's the whole thing that's the whole this, point of that's this. the whole point you're bad at, you're bad at this now and it'd be like oh that's okay and i'm like <laughs> you can't give me that excuse that that's why you don't score that's why you're not an attacking team and then be bad at it um i felt too like this game definitely felt like this weird mirror game where like they pressured bournemouth and then bournemouth would score on like some turnover and i'm like this is, this, isn't this yeah. Tottenham or isn't this what Tottenham's supposed to be? And I'm like, oh, yeah, this is frustrating. It's like exactly what the momentum map looks like too. It's like sustained moments of pressure and then all of a sudden Bournemouth scores. Sustained moments of pressure, Bournemouth score. And, uh, well, all I can ever see now is that freaking crescent moon or like half circle of them just like piddling around out, you know, like freaking 30 feet outside the box and just being like, okay, well, you know, at some point we'll cross it to Kane and he'll – and you know it's a great player he'll miss it you know because it's maybe not delivered well whatever and he'll look around in shock and put his hands to his face like how could he and then, and i get to watch that like eight times a half. and i'm like yep yep there Sounds it was like again get repeating over and over yeah. again always it's an looking interesting... around like nobody yeah it's an interesting run up to like the end of the Premier league season because newcastle united Manchester United. Uh, I said Newcastle and United, but it runs together, so I apologize. Uh, and Tottenham all play each other. Like Aston Villa plays yeah. everyone too. Like everyone's gonna have direct impact. Yeah, I'm interested to see how the season ends. It looks like Manchester City has a date with Real Madrid in the Champions League and probably is gonna win unless they somehow can't get past Real Madrid. But I think that they're <laughs> the best team in like the entire world right now. 
Uh, and we'll probably be at Arsenal by the looks of it as well. <laughs> what a year. What a year. Do you think yeah. Arsenal is Arsenal in danger? Are they in danger? I think so. Like we talked about this a little bit last weekend. So I would love to know your thoughts here as well. But I think like this past weekend did not do anything to throw me off that set, like Arsenal draw again. Uh, Manchester City beat Leicester City pretty handedly as they're like rotating players for Champions League. So yeah, I think Manchester City is just on a superhuman run of form right now and Arsenal trying to slip a little bit. And there's enough of the season left where Manchester City are only back four points, but they have a game in hand. And I just, I do believe, hold on, let me look at schedules. I'm pretty sure they play each other. Yeah, and then they play each other at the end of April. So it'll be hot. Yeah, yeah. How, you you draw to Liverpool and you draw to West Ham. I mean, you draw to Liverpool, so sad. Um, not not fantastic. I mean, that'll be a really fun game. And yeah, what is that like? Pretty much two weeks next week. Oh, damn, next, week? next week. Next week. All right. <laughs> Shit. Um, you got Newcastle then later for Arsenal. Yeah, I mean, like. They they could do it. It's I mean they definitely can. They're still they're still leading by four points, but like it's just yeah. I feel like especially that game that you can't lose the Man City game then. No, yeah. I have zero faith. I'm ready to just hand it to Man City. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm sure Jeff I'm sure Jeff is happy. You know what? I'm sure Jeff was already on that bandwagon before you. I'm sure he's already given up. Yeah. Well that's good. <laughs> <laughs> that's what you want. Well, right. Well, folks. Thank you for coming along this wild ride with us. Ian, thank you for talking with me and for letting me take over Steven's job this week. Oh, of course. Steven, Steven's, you know, you got to bring him down, got to knock him down a few pegs. Mm. It's too big for his britches. He's down in Miami. Who right. goes down to Miami? That's like, Phew. that's Coke yeah. dealers and very <laughs> rich. And sometimes, you know, that, that, uh, bisects but Yeah. Sometimes both in Miami, in uh, Messi's case, I believe. Uh, <laughs> There is a picture floating around of, I believe, at the Hitafi game in Spain where there are, like, three guys hanging out, like, in a palm tree, like, trying to get a glimpse of the game. That's how yeah. I sent Steven down there to try to get glimpses of Messi. So if you see someone hanging out in a palm tree, that's probably him. That's right. <laughs> Binoculars and all. <laughs> all right, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. We will talk next week. Um, you will actually have a addendum pod coming up. I'm talking with Ricardo Caminelli, who covers the Rapids. We're going to talk a little bit about what to expect from that team as St. Louis faces off with them this weekend. But until then, we will talk later. So adios. See ya.